Welcome to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast, the only podcast to combine the subjects of gaming, tech, media, and puppets for no easily explainable reason. It's April 28th, 2023. You are the internet. I am Kevin Blades. My pronouns are he, him, and this is episode 8 of Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast. Joining me are my co-hosts. His pronouns are he, him. It's Jamie, a.k.a. Scumboy. Greetings. And his pronouns are he, him. It's Andrew, a.k.a. Bat Phantom. I love how the band just gets super quiet on it. Like, like give it up for the band, ladies and gentlemen. They just, they just <laughs> sit here quietly. Doing it live waiting for every, every week. Two weeks. Every, every two weeks, Here's the a, band comes into this room. The little, a little insight into the background that even Jamie doesn't know. Um, what I record on this end, mm-hmm. does the faders don't matter. So oh, really? I, I have to manually – Jamie manually fades the audio oh, just so we can hear. Oh, right. Okay. But I have to – when the edit, I have to go in and actually manually edit that. Why, why aren't we opening fade. program on this then? I, you know, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, was, <laughs> I, I think I'm doing something, but hey, I wasn't hey, you are, Well, no, you were helping us live. Yeah. Because it, when we, he inevitably I, has to go to the backup recording, yes. it's all going to be done. Oh, there we oh, go. No, no, the backup recording also... It doesn't matter. It doesn't God matter. No. damn it. You can, I'm trying to help. You can set it so you record the faders, but... This is all just uh, is, prophylactic. Yeah, it is. Well, no, this it's is for game. us. This is for our... That's ears. fair. This, That's fair. So, so we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Wow, I'm out of practice. Yeah. <laughs> I am very out of practice. So we're back. We we got the cadence right. It's two yeah. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. We're, we're on two top weeks. of this. Things two have, weeks. Things have happened. How's it been? It's been busy. Yes. Um, busy. I've been in New York, except for this week. But last week I was in New York, and, mm. and that was wonderful. We'll talk more about the big that. smoke. What? That's not, not Toronto. Gotham. Gotham Isn't, City. <laughs> okay, Gotham. Yeah, the, I'll take that. The shining isn't, the big isn't, apple. Isn't Batman's Gotham a combination of New York and Chicago? Nah, Gotham's Chicago. No, Gotham's New York. Metropolis is New York. Like Gotham is literally New York. Like, <laughs> like, I guess. What do you, why do you think the the, the architecture is Art Deco? <laughs> no, it's, I, I always it's thought it gave Chicago vibes, though. Batman's Gotham. Well, and yet, Metropolis does look more like Chicago. When Metropolis you get down to is it. Toronto. Yeah, it is. It, wow, it is. That's why. It's, that's why. It's oh, the, 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 the Daily Schuster. Planet. Yeah. The Daily Planet was named after the Toronto Star. Get the fuck out of here! I'm what? I'm serious. Get I thought everybody knew. No, this this is actually news to me. <laughs> okay, well it's true. Look I thought it, it was named after the Daily Bugle. <laughs> that's, that's a. <laughs> it's a block away. <laughs> oh yeah, Joe, Joe Schuster way. Schuster that's way. Right. That's right. We're, we're literally we're, recording this. No, it, it, it actually is. It, Metropolis is based on Toronto, and the Daily Planet is named after the. Toronto I accept Star. that. I accept. It's true. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's news to me. <laughs> Everybody, say hello to Margaret, who's the new guest on the podcast. We love Margaret. Oh boy, um, I don't know. I, the only thing in the show notes for this part is us begging for money again. So I was at a vintage computer fest. There we go. Here's something other than that. I was in a beautiful Carroll Stream, Illinois, uh, lovely just outside of Chicago, maybe 20 minutes outside of Chicago. Right. Um, for Coco Fest. And for those, which is un- not for chocolate, no. For those in the uninitiated, uh, the the cocoa was the Tandy color computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made the the 
Color Computer, Color Computer 2, and Color Computer 3, which was the last one in about 86. The big feature of it was, of course, the color. color. <laughs> yes. Um, so it was just like this is one of these laser focus. In Toronto, we have World of Commodore in December, and I will be at that. Uh, but this was just for the color computer. And it was very interesting, very, like, you, you get different people at these different shows. Everyone's got their their retro computer of choice. A lot of people collect multiples, but most, like, the people are in something. Like, I'm a Commodore person, uh, because literally I was a Commodore child. Um, and these people were Coco. They had the uh, color computer. So there's a lot of color computer threes, a lot of very passionate people about this. And uh, I was there with Retro Rewind, and we uh, we were selling the Coco SDC, which is a SD cartridge adapter, which lets you load basically every piece of Coco software ever written on a 16 gigabyte card, which still has plenty of space left over. It's just the smallest card you can reliably buy, and a memory test that they actually we had somebody uh, extend the Tandy the memory test only did up to 64 meg. And the Coco 3 shipped with 128 by default, so the memory test already only tests half the RAM in the uh, <laughs> Coco 3, so they extended it up to the theoretical maximum of 8 meg. Wow. And uh, it was really interesting. But the highlight for me was Saturday night after there's, there was a banquet uh, thing, like a, an all-you-can-eat din- dinner for the attendees, but we went to the Galloping Ghost in Chicago, which is the largest arcade and Ooh. pinball emporium in the world. And we walked in and we're like, okay, this is, it, it was, you know, if you took all the walls out of here, the first room was like this, just packed with arcade machines, like literally as close as they could be with just enough space for two people to be in between the rows right. playing the, the games. And we're like, okay, this is pretty big. And then there's a doorway over there. We walk through that doorway, another room identical to this one, just as full of arcade machines. <laughs> like, oh, and then another one. And then it went back. And then it went across. And the camera pulls back, and it's like where the Ark of the Covenant is. It's it, it literally, the, the <laughs> with lower ceilings and a lot worse HVAC. Um, <laughs> and then we went up to the second floor. $25 is all you can play for as long as you want to stay. Wow. And every machine is in free play mode. Oh, I beat geez. three bosses in Super Smash TV, which I have never done because I was usually broke by the first <laughs> boss in Smash TV. Big money. Big um, prizes. I love it. It was. Right. Wow. There were so many games. Bank Heist. I played a bunch of Bank Heist. You ever see this one? It's got three buttons and you move in this bank and there's three doors in front of you at any given time and a door will open and it will either be a kid with a, a dollar sort like a, a money bag over his head. You got to shoot the money bag repeatedly for uh, a bonus. This is just dangerous. A person trying to deposit money or a woman trying to deposit money and then a bandit. And you've got a really twitch reflex, hit the button to do the right thing. Like okay. the earliest quick time event ever. Sure. Okay. But yeah. it gets harder. Like yeah. at subsequent levels, like there'll be a guy there with his money bag and then the, the a, a bandit will take him hostage and you've got to like wait and then shoot. And yeah. then sometimes you'll shoot the gun of the guy's hand, but then he'll pull out another gun to shoot you. So you have to shoot him twice. <laughs> or he'll show in the doorway and then deke out of the doorway and, and back into the doorway. In. Oh, dude. It gets... Like, <laughs> I was just obsessed keeps, with that game. It, it, it was so much fun to play. Spoiler I never alert. It's number three on my list. 
Um, okay. But it was just like games like that. Uh, there was an entire shmup section that was just all the shoot 'em up uh, vertical side scrolling cabinets. Like, right. A, Two dozen of them. Every Raiden ever known. There was like Raidens one through four side Oof. by side. Um, all the twin stick shooters like Super Smash TV were all in an area. Um, and then the big one, the X-Men cabinet. Oh, they had the six player two tube oh. X-Men cabinet. That thing was nuts. It, I've never seen it before. I've seen pictures of it. I've yeah. only ever seen the four player single TV version. And I'm pretty one, sure I've seen the two play the two TV one. This one lets you play all yeah. six characters at the same time. Like they had it there, and I'm like, I've I did, this is like hen's teeth. Like the fact that you have a working one here. Yeah, can't emulate that. Then. There's a second location that is just pinball machines. Right. Two blocks away, you can walk in. We didn't have time to go there. Next time, we've we've all vowed that when we're going to Coco Fest again next year, we're going a day early, and the day we arrive is going to be Galloping Ghost. Um, pinball edition. Arcade and pinball. And one of the people I went to used to collect arcade and pinball machines, and he was visibly skipping ahead of us, <laughs> looking at these machines, going, "My God, they've got this! Holy crap, they've got this!" Like it was a, it was like, like it, it, watching you go through like a Tom Waits um, <laughs> memorabilia thing. Oh my God, it's this! It's it, like it was somebody very passionate about something. Exp- Bowsing yeah. about all these rare things that they had. It's one thing to have a big puppet collection. Imagine being somebody who collects arcade machines. Mm-hmm. Like you, you must have real estate if you collect arcade. Oh, machines. He only had three at a time and would swap them out. Like that's the, the space they had. There's somewhere, but he also had um, uh, pinball machines. He, oh, he eventually upgraded to pinball machines. They had three or four. You know, we could take point. slightly more space, but. Next time we're going to go to the pinball machine section because I love me a good game of pinball. And they have to have that Black Knight 2000 because it's got the world's most loud attract music and it is super good. (laughs) I remember that. I'm going to have to find a YouTube video of the uh, the Black Knight music to throw in the show notes because it is choice nice but that was that was my uh my weekend it was it was a good time met a lot of really nice people some people that i've i've talked to on discord through various retro uh computer concerns and never had a face the name and it was just it was great did they do a panel about how the coco is better than commodore actually and explain (laughs) repeatedly how it's actually been no that wouldn't wouldn't fly you know i'm sure there were some commodore enthusiasts in the crowd absolutely but also um the the running joke was that the person i was uh, traveling there with who who owns retro rewind was going to buy the naming rights to it and uh, call it the commodore amiga was better coco fest (laughs) sponsored by commodore um so that was the just to watch the the vein pop out on certain of the uh attendees heads let the gray beards get grayer all oh, right Lord. how about you andrew what you been up to i saw david cross last week that was pretty dope worst daddy in the world stand-up tour and lord <laughs> did he establish that bona fide with the story he told it was incredible i won't repeat it here but man he's i mean he's so droll. copyright violation yeah, and nothing well, else it's uh he's a he's a great uh, just just take out your phone that you recorded it on yeah yeah (laughs) what are those things called the 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 cases the the yonder pouch yonder pouch yeah no thankfully so so you can technically have possession of your phone but just not use it anyway (laughs) i mean if i if i you know i would prefer to have my phone with me even if i can't use it you know we we used to go to movie previews where they take your phone and then put it in a ziploc bag yeah keep it outside (laughs) 
That and that seems like it's theft at this point. Pretty that much. really just kind of is theft. Yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, I was in New York. We will get into the details of New York momentarily. So I guess we're going to end on saying, yes, you could still, if you want, give us money to pay for the hosting of this podcast and other things we do mm-hmm. on Operation Puppet. You can go to ko-fi slash operation.com slash operation puppet. I knew uh, I was going to mess it up. I almost I had it. I was going to do the stupid WWW joke. W- w- but no, I w- said, you know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm going to not mention any of this. I'm going to let Kevin do the whole I website. Can, you know, and you blew it. I'm going to. You blew it. Look, look, but what he's going to do is he's going to edit all of this. Gonna say, and it's this, just going to be, it's gonna be this. meaningless. ko-fi.com slash operation puppet. Hey, there we go. You don't need the www. Don't need it's simply Mr. K. You don't even need HTTPS. Everything automatically redirects these days, or just Google it. Yes, or or go Linktree. Duck 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 go it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's literally what I'm using now. I I've de-googled myself completely. I'm not googling anything in any capacity. What did Jerry do on Parks and Rec? He used. He used Yahoo to search for Google to get to his email. Oh my god, it was priceless. It's like I think I think DuckDuckGo actually uses Bing as their like engine or Ooh. something. So I know I just, I, I'm a fool you can't myself. Win. You at can't some win. Point. Yeah, I just searched your uh, symptoms and you might be having network connectivity errors. That's the one. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back with the puppet pit. You have entered an alternate dimension, a dimension of fleece and fur, of foam and industrial adhesives, so I hope you have good ventilation. A signpost up ahead. Watch your step. You have just stumbled into the Puppet Pit. Welcome to the Puppet Pit, where we talk about the puppet side of Operation Puppet for the previous two weeks. And guess what? There hasn't been a lot of it. One week. <laughs> One I mean, week. The you, previous, like, uh, there was like four days, actually. Yeah, there, you had like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday <laughs> of puppeting, and then nothing, and then this week. So <clears throat> I, I was supposed to have that, and mm. then I decided that I just needed some actual downtime, so I literally took the whole week off. That's right. The boss week. gave you the, uh, the, the, the <laughs> beginning of that week off. It's true. It's true. He did. Thankfully. So last week I was off the entire week. I did a little bit of stuff on Monday, but um, mostly admin, which is not exciting to talk about no. in this section of the podcast. Um, and then I was in New York. And then this week um, I took Monday off just to depressurize from travel because mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, is traveling stressful. I don't, I've never done it enough to become good at it and used to it. So going through airport security every single time is like white knuckle. Like they're going to flag me for thinking I'm a terrorist just because I'm so freaking nervous. Don't look at right? my Twitter feed. Don't look at my Twitter feed. Don't look at anything. Don't don't make eye contact with anyone. Just like just just pray. Just just hope that you get through it. That's my whole thing. Like literally when I'm through it, I I then exhale. 
right? It's yep. like, it's like that. No, I, I feel I feel you. Like I don't. I'm not comfortable, obviously, until we're you're through security. Yeah, and then it's just simply waiting for them to cancel your flight. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the, that's the entire process. Yes. Um, but this week I was back at it. So literally four days uh, of the week this week. So the only new build that's been done since the previous podcast has been one Neef that I finished today. It's quite striking. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I tried the um, sort of more standard Muppety style eyes. The previous Neefs have been the sort of insectoid black plastic shiny thing and this one i used um so stacy gordon of puppet pie who i've talked i'm sure i've talked about yes before, you have um makes these great eva foam spheres and um she actually has a slightly larger size that's brand new that i got in my last shipment so that's what i used for this neat so if you look at really close up it's got this really nice texture on the eyeball so i did that and this is the first time i've done the eva foam spheres with eyelids mm-hmm. and it worked out really well it did so, look, it looked really good I'm quite pleased with that. And that, that went up. That and the previous two um, Greeblies that I had made before I went away, both all three of those went up on the Etsy shop today. So those are up available now. If you check the link tree, you can find all the links to all of this stuff. Um, and I should mention on the podcast, actually, because I haven't yet. Um, yeah, I've got two shops. I've got the, the Etsy shop and the direct shop. Um Etsy gouges like crazy. When you buy something from the Etsy shop, I get considerably less money. But it has good visibility. But it has good visibility. That's why I have to keep it. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you ever see anything on the Etsy shop that you want from me, send me a message, email, whatever, where, however you can get to me, send me a message. I will move it to the direct shop. And that way, um, a it'll be a private listing, so you know it'll 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 be yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I'll get to keep more of the money that way. Etsy will you won't get Etsy's cut. I still have to pay a fee to to the vendor for the processing, mm-hmm. but I have to pay that plus Etsy's fees as well if you if you buy on Etsy. So yeah. buying from my direct shop, I get to keep more of the money. Is what that comes down to. So um, and the I'm red, happy to do that. The Red Goblin went to its forever home. It's true, Leah from. Uh, from the Discord, uh, got uh, got the Red Goblin finally named who's, Arson who's now. Not named Arson. Sorry, Arson. 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 Damn. He's obsessed with fire. It's, yep, it's it's good. It's a crazy hairy kind of. That's a uh, healthy thing for a puppet. You know, it, 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 she's got a thing going on. She's there's, doing it. There's been a couple really good little videos they've yeah. posted, and it's uh, it's it's they're really setting a tone with Arson. Arson's a little nuts. It's, yeah. You know, but of course it's a goblin. It's obsessed with fire. What are you going to do? There's only there's only one path. I mean, <laughs> you're basically road. marked for birth for it too with it's the red true. fur. It's true. What else? And that's that's the thing. I you know the funny thing is that turned out to be such a neat build, and mm. it, it came about because I just had all this red fleece that I didn't know what to do with. So it's like, well, I guess I'll make a goblin, and it turns it, it, out it just had so much personality. Yep. It's, it's one of those I'm, I, I'm sad that you didn't get to keep it, but I'm glad that someone grabbed it, it was, because I it knew it was going to be. one of those be, ones that's like, oh, I really want to keep this. It, I knew it was going to be someone's favorite. At least it's gone to a good home. Absolutely. Uh, so so that's all good. So when Somebody who named do, it Arson. <laughs> hey, Leia's, Leia's, Leia's good good people. Leia's on our, on our Discord, and she's a, a regular participant. Yep. We, we love Leia. Thank you, Leia. Um, I don't know if I listen to the podcast, actually. <laughs> so we'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did do one puppet-related thing while we were in New York. Now, if you've been you know, reading the blog or, or been on the Discord, you probably already know about this, but it's worth talking about here Absolutely. because it's such a fun little adventure. So, speaking of Leia, 
a few weeks before we left for New York, when I was starting to talk about, oh, I'm going to be, you know, on vacation and we're going to New York, et cetera. Leigh had asked, are you bringing any puppets? Are you going to like the Museum of the Moving Image or whatever? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, not this trip. There's a rudimentary plan to maybe next year we're going to do like a, a meetup kind of thing in New York. Um, and I will, I'll, then I'll bring the puppets and we'll go to the Museum of the Moving Image and do the whole Prodigal Son thing. Maybe we could record a podcast, the I Museum think, of Moving Image. Oh, you know, now, now we're thinking with our brains. That's right. Um, no, something's going to happen. I hope next year we'll see. We'll, we'll get as many people together as we possibly can. We'll try and coordinate schedules and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But anyway, this was just going to be a getaway for me and Margaret, my wife, because we had tried back in November, I guess it yeah. was, and uh, our flight got canceled because of fog. God said no. <laughs> exactly. So we tried again, and- Well, this- the problem was the plane didn't come in. The it's one true. plane. The, like- the one plane they had, because our, our little airport, um, Porter, is this little, is this, is this cute little friendly-ish airport. It's, like, it's a bijou it airport. Um, it's called Billy Bishop. It's called Billy Bishop. And uh, But there was so much fog that day that they literally couldn't get a plane onto the island. The, the one plane land. left, and there was no planes left because the incoming plane didn't land. Yeah. So. That's so, how small it is, is there's two planes. This was the replacement trip for that. Yes. Um, so this time we actually made it to New York. And thank you to Andrew for taking care of the cats while we were gone. That's what I do. Publicly. Um, but when Leia asked that, I was like, well, no, not this trip, but maybe a future trip. And then that, of course, got me thinking, well, hang on. Maybe there is something that I could do. <clears throat> so uh, it is fairly well known that in Central Park, there is a section in the southern end of Central Park um, called the Literary Walk. It's in a section called the Mall. And in this, there's you know rows and rows and rows of benches along the paths. And all of those benches have plaques on them. And you can actually um, like you can it's a part of an adopt bench program yeah. uh, that the Conservatory of Central Park runs. And for $10,000, you can like get one of these plaques engraved and it will go on a bench in Central Park. And so Jim Henson has a bench dedicated to him in Central Park. And this is kind of a little pilgrimage site for puppet people. When they go to New York, they apparently he liked walking in that this area. Was, of Central yeah. Park. This, this area of Central Park is, it's a very popular, there's like, you know, statuaries of literary figures. Mm-hmm. And stuff, right? it's, it's, it's very pretty. Um, and, uh, one thing we found out while we were there from a local from a local uh, painting vendor who was stationed right next to Jim's bench was that it was actually Jimmy Dean of um, music, early 50s television and sausage fame mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Jim Henson uh, was on his show. This is where Ralph the dog got uh, got started oh, yes. regular on the Jimmy Dean show. Uh, when Jim passed away, I never thought that was all the same Jimmy it's, it's Dean. I the thought there was Jimmy several Dean. Jimmy Deans nope. across decades. Like there's the Sausage King of Chicago, Jimmy Dean. The only the only different Jimmy Dean is James Dean. That's yeah. not Jimmy Dean. James Dean and the the it was different know, Dean spelling as well. Yes, exactly. Um, but but Jimmy Dean paid for the bench in Central Park. How do you reinvent yourself three times as a know? musician, a night show person, and then a, a sausage <laughs> man? Pretty, pretty impressive. I didn't realize. Jimmy Dean outlived Jim. Yeah. That's sad. Yep, he sure did. Um, I, guess, I mean, I didn't know I'm not going to trust what some guy in the park tells me. So yeah. I did Google it. And although I couldn't find any reference to that happening, he did outlive Jim. So it's it's the dates line up. Theoretically possible. Happened. And I mean, you know, it's well, local knowledge. We so know Jim, Jim Belushi do. wasn't going to buy him the bench. No. 
Um, so what I ended up doing was after we sort of figured out, okay, here's what we're bringing. We only brought like small suitcases, like a carry-ons mm-hmm. each. Because we don't trust any airports, not to lose luggage. So I I packed light, and then I went, okay, there is enough room that I can squeeze in one of my Kermits. So I did that. I took I took my my um, smaller size. I have two Kermits. I have not the full, full body. Yeah, I have a full body one, which is at full scale that Jim would have used, which has a four inch mouth plate. I have also have my half body, which I've scaled down to my hand size because Jim was gigantic. Um, and that's the one I brought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, as I, <clears throat> I told the story before the podcast, but I'll tell it again here. Cause I didn't tell this one on the, on the, uh, blog this, yeah, the, or the discord Go, going. Uh, so I assumed that because the arm rods are permanent, can't remove them. So, um, I assumed that like, because my suitcase was small, the only way I could get the arm rods in was to put them sort of diagonally across the entire length. And I just thought going through an x-ray machine, this is going to look suspicious, right? Like this is two rods going across the entire Well, they're going to light up bright white on the x-ray. Yeah. And they're, they're copper clad steel welding rods. So they're going to be like, boom, they're going to be right there. Yeah. What is this? Okay. So I thought, what I'll do is I'll put make sure that Kermit is the the very top thing on the suitcase. So when you open it, the very first thing you see is Kermit, and so that will be a disarming moment immediately, right? And sure enough, going through, going in the, at the Canadian airport at the cute little Bijou Canadian airport, <laughs> it got flagged. Sir, may I open this? Absolutely, go right ahead. Opens it. His eyes light up. He giggles like a schoolgirl. He pulls Kermit out by the arm rods, which made me cringe a little bit. <laughs> and he starts waving it around going, oh, my God, look at this. And he's showing it, all the other customs people. At least it. you knew the construction was solid. Well, that's it, right? That's the, You don't build a puppet that can't withstand some use. That can't withstand the <laughs> right? TSA. So, yeah. And I considered this. I'm going, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the suitcase. But this either is either going to need repairs or replacement. This is a this is a disposable Kermit, as far as I'm concerned. If mm-hmm. this if this goes away, it's fine. I can make another. So whatever. I'm uh, gonna have to uh, confiscate this uh, Kermit, <laughs> sir. No, who knows? Coming back at the at Newark Airport, which is huge and intimidating. They didn't care. Whatever. Sir, if you <laughs> knew how many Kermits I saw every <laughs> and day, this sir. This is what Scarlett said on the Discord. It's like, oh, they've seen a thousand of those. They <laughs> they know exactly what that is when it's going through the scanner. So, Fabric frogs are not news in my business. Yeah, exactly. So on the Thursday, I guess it was. I can't even remember. It's only been a week, but mm, who knows? Time is meaningless. Yeah. Um, myself, my wife, and a bag of frog <laughs> took the trek from. We walked all the way from our hotel. To That's the a Tom bench. Waits song right there. Myself, my <laughs> wife, and a, a bag, bag of, of frog. frog. Okay, I'm just going to say I prefer to think. That you had Kermit on for the entire walk I'm from sorry. the hotel directly to, to, to Central Park. You tell us you didn't. I'm gonna. I'm still picturing you walking. With I was Kermit tempted in as we walked through Times Square. Of course, there is the notorious Dirty Elmo. Oh Jesus! Right? I was tempted to pull Kermit out and confront Dirty Elmo. Just give him a dressing <laughs> down. <laughs> Why do you think this is appropriate, Elmo? But the Elmo they had actually was clean. Like the, oh, wow. they looked like a new suit. Or it something. was the cleanest Dirty Fresh Elmo. <laughs> And replaced Dirty Elmo with Fresh Elmo. It was very weird. He was dirty in progress. 
but it took a little bit of hunting. Now, on the Muppet fandom wiki, there is a description of where the bench is because it's a pretty big. Not latitude and longitude? There's no, there's no latitude and longitude. It was just like, well, it's in this section. It's on the southern side. It's halfway between the Banshell and the southern point. So we took a little bit of hunting around. Well, we did find it. I have since dropped a pin onto Apple Maps because I don't use Google. Uh, and I have I have submitted that, so it hopefully will get approved, and that every everybody who uses Apple Maps, which is like all six of us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you should extract that will the, be, the latitude and longitude and put it on the Muppet Wiki too. I, that's a good idea, actually. I should do that. Um, so I have a pin exactly where the bench is in in Central Park. So, and we got I got the photographs with Mike Hermit and and the plaque, and it was it was lovely. And and since I have like. Uh, other puppeteers have got to me think, oh, I did that too. And they showed me their picture of, nice. of them with Jim's bench. So that was delightful. That was our little puppet adventure. And it felt, there was a moment of like, I, this is, this is cool. Right. Mm-hmm. This is like, it was very, there was an emotional moment there going, okay. Cause the plaque says dedicated to the joyful life of Jim Henson. Right. And it's just like, oh, this is so sweet. And, and sadly, recently we lost Harry Belafonte yeah. who performed at Jim's funeral and was one of Jim's favorite, uh, people to get on the Muppet show. And, and as I had said on, on my social media, turn the world around that famous song with the masks from the Muppet show, Jim considered that to be one of the best things that the Muppets had ever done. So, and those, those puppets themselves, the, uh, the African mask yeah. puppets were so well done and the whole thing was so well performed and you can see Harry Belafonte having a really good time. Like even the animal drum battle, um, yeah. was, he was having such a good time. Um, and it was just, it, it's so good. Cause I, I remember seeing this when I was a child mm-hmm. and it, it, I haven't seen it recently, but in my mind, the Harry Belafonte episode was always one of my favorite Muppet show episodes. You know, I, I, I remember that as a kid and I remember seeing it when it aired mm-hmm. live, um, or for the first time. Uh, it was literally my very first exposure as like a little, you know, white suburban kid. My very first exposure to African art yeah. was, were those masks yep. specifically, sure. right? And then that had a big impact on me. Not just the message of the song, which is, of course, beautiful, but just the art style. And it was it was like a moment of, oh, wow, look at this. This is completely different from anything I've ever seen before, right? And it's such a good creation allegory, that the, the song. and. And it was also uh, when I when when I heard, heard Harry Belafonte had passed that I looked him up on the Muppet Wiki and he did a lot of stuff. He, did, he appeared yeah. on Sesame Street several times. He contributed to the Miss Piggy Cookbook with corn pudding. Um, like he he's he's done a ton of stuff with the uh, the Muppets and and, yeah. and again performed Turn the World Around at uh, Jim's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean it's just. Horrible loss because he was such a great ambassador. Was it also, like ninety eight or something. Like that? It was a life well lived. It yeah, was a life, was... but it's still like it was comforting to know you lived in a world that had Harry Belafonte it's in true. it, and and this isn't the case anymore. And it was just he was such a good ambassador and such a good person as from from all measures that I can see. Mm-hmm. That um, it, it, it's sad to know that 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 light is no longer here. Yep. But uh, at least we had it. Yes, you know, absolutely. It. And we had, uh, like, I've got those memories of seeing the, that episode as a child. And uh, and I'm going to go. Well, that's it. I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one whose first exposure mm-hmm. to African art was that. Yes. Sketch, right? You know, that's, that's huge. 
Um, so yeah, that's been it for, for puppet stuff. Um, so I guess the only other thing to do is to remind you that yes, we are back on the regular build streams Wednesday, 11 AM on Twitch and YouTube. You can get all the links in the link tree and in the show notes. We did a build stream, uh, just this past Wednesday that I recall being very good. And yet I don't recall what I did. The Neef. Was it the Neef? It was the Neef. You're right. I wasn't there, but it was. I saw the pictures <laughs> of the Neef afterwards. I this t- time is just like so weird for I, me. I've been doing a conference at work, so I was. Uh, I was fair. I was sending you good vibes for the stream, but yeah, I wasn't yeah. able to. I was keeping an eye on the the Discord stream chat just yeah. to see what was going this on this week. I want two live hands puppets. I want four smalls. Oh, no, I'm still. Want- I'm still ramp. I'm still kind of in vacation mode. Like, <laughs> I just I, as soon as I hit vacation mode, I'm like. Oh, this is nice. Let's mm. just stay here just for a nice while. Just nice and chill. Yeah. But, it is uh, a new month, though. It is a new month. So I've got I got all my builds planned out already. I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I got some more dental work coming up. So who knows? This week's going to be a little wonky. I've, I've gone light on it this week. I've just got some songs and possibly a goblin lined up this week. We'll see how that goes. But as always, Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern, Twitch and YouTube, we will be doing the build stream. Other than that, I need some drink because I've been talking a lot. We're going to take an actual break, and we will be back with Gizmotown. The sky above the port was the color of a YouTube video hit with a copyright takedown. Around the rainy streets, people huddled with neon umbrellas and impractical goggles. Here we fight the corporate arcologies and get excited about phones. Welcome to the mean streets of Gizmo Town. This makes me want the alternate uh, past where Vangelis and Wendy Carlos made an album together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be all right. Like that, it's just, it just gives me that vibe. I got to admit, when I was in New York for so long, I did. I did end up just talking like Frankie the whole time. Did you? I just, I just, I just came back from New York, and it was just like it's completely natural. Did, just, but you heard it a lot. I, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But that's the other thing in New York is like you hear a thousand languages like all, all the, the time, time. all yeah. everywhere around. you. That's the thing like, is you don't you don't hear the New York enough. It's there's a million different languages around, yeah. and all you want is just to be walking down the street and hear one legitimate. I'm walking in. <laughs> just, just give me an O. The last time, you looking not, at me? Not this time, but the last time we were there, we had to ask directions from uh, uh, one of New York's finest, and that man was the most New York ass. That that's <laughs> that's definitely white based Frankie. Okay, look, you got to what you got to do is you got to go down Fifth, and then you turn. Definitely. Did he also uh, work camera at Sesame Street? You know that's that he could have been. You get past oh, the CVS, don't turn right. <laughs> Keep fucking going because I swear go to that. God, Look, that the guy stole his money to my brother. It's, it's a whole thing. Anyway, welcome to Gizmo Town, where we talk about Gizmo. New York and accents. New York yeah. and accents, and check out this tech over here. Look, what you got? Got your nook, and in the nook is a deck. Okay. It's the deck nook. It's the deck nook, nook, with, nook. The, with the decks. Nook. The, this, is the, this is not the nook for other things. This, this is just the nook for the deck. This isn't the nook that's it's the nook. next unit of computing. It's, it's the nook what things are in. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful nook. Uh, so yeah, there is information and stuff happening in the world of handheld PCs. Holy shit. Uh, it's about to ever. pop off. It really is. So the, the first thing I've got on the list is that AMD's got these new 
just announced upcoming chips that are specifically geared for handheld PCs, mm. such as the Stream Deck. Fuck your laptop. We're talking about handheld gaming. Yeah, you did I say Stream Deck. Stream I Deck said Stream Deck a so billion times. did you see <sighs> the mild hilarity that happened when AMD announced this? They no. launched a whole website for the, uh, the Ryzen Z1. Yes. And on that website... They had such uh, handheld devices as the um, ROG, uh, the ROG Ally. Yes. Oh, they, they immediately featured it. They also yeah. showed the Steam Deck and the Switch. <laughs> no, 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 wait, the Switch is a Tegra. The Switch is a definitely a Tegra. Oh, not not AMD whatsoever. Not, not Some intern looked oh. up handhelds and put them up. So there was literally a Steam Deck Jerry, and an Jerry, actual Jerry, Switch. Jerry, for a second. I just got to talk for a second. What do you think second. this is? <laughs> I would oh, like shit. you to guess how many of these images feature the, <laughs> the know, Ryzen Z1. You know where you are. Oh, that's that's a oops. Yes. So <laughs> it, 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 I, I was actually looking at Mastodon when they were announcing this, and I follow uh, Gaming on Linux, who do a lot of str- yep. uh, Steam Deck. I almost said Stream Deck now that you've, uh, you've got sorry, it out there. I'm sorry. I did this last you've time. You've released too. the Genie. Because the True. PS5 and the Xbox are both on AMD. Hardware. They are, but they're bespoke yeah, uh, AMD. Yeah. I'm just saying in terms of everything, yes. everything else is using AMD right now, except for the Switch. The Switch literally is the only console that is not using yeah. an AMD. AMD processor right. or GPU. But this oh, is this funny. is interesting to me the fact that like AMD has gone like you know um, this is their thing now. Like they have they're, they found the nook. I think they may have found the nook. <laughs> oh, look! It's all about it's it's nooks all the way down. We've uh, we've we've established <laughs> our nook here have in Gizmo Town. Have they confirmed what the fuck is inside an hour? So it's the Z one. Yes. It is it's, the Z one. It's the Ryzen yes. Z one. The first handheld that will be featuring it is this okay what i need to know well i don't need to know but like valve has got a bespoke version of one of the amd mobile processors right yeah i don't know how it compares the z1 i obviously you know the z1 is going to be more powerful it's going to be newer but is it going to have the same tdp uh sippiness that the steam deck has right it would have to asus Wants the grunt. Yeah, they they want to be able to say, look how much more powerful. public of gamer is about <laughs> yeah. the watts. Like, this is going to be a handheld device that has to be plugged in at all times. It needs to be a gaming unit slash radiant heater. Yeah. So. I don't know about that part because I've heard that the cooling is really quite good. Yeah. Um, well, um, I'm sure it's all things to everyone, which is weird. The fact that it's promising. Run, it's run so away. F- I know. That's basically where I was going. <laughs> They're positioning it in a very aggressive place. Yeah. And of, I don't know. If, I'm, I'm guessing you were building to this. The rumor of the price, yes. w- which has come out this week, mm-hmm. um, $6.99 American, which puts it basically 50 bucks more than the most expensive Steam Deck, yeah. which is a very, very aggressive price yeah. for something that's purporting to be a l- stupidly powerful. A lot of people that have knowledge of amd chip pricing at wholesale we're saying it's going to be around a thousand dollars right and for them to turn around and go no no 700 uh you don't have you don't have a fucking uh, sales platform which you're going to make money on that's to sell this at a a loss doesn't have a game store that they're getting 30 percent of every purchase exactly that, that they can really 
undercut. It's not like Microsoft has a, a store that they can get money off of. So they lose money on the hardware. Mm-hmm. They make money on the software. Yeah. Sony, exactly the same thing. Yeah, it is, Steam, it is weird. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Asus has nothing. And you can get volume, but no. Low pricing is almost out of spite because all people are going to go do is buy uh, buy the ROG Ally and then buy games on Steam, yep. which gives Valve money. Yeah. So they're... Well, that's why, I mean, like Gabe doesn't care about this. I guarantee you, Gabe's like, if does it run Steam? Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all we need. No, and there's the real question is, will how how much will it incorporate Steam? Like, I mean, they, they're not they, going to they pre-install it. it? Oh, they do. They okay. mention it in, like, they mention Steam. They mention good old games. They mention Game Pass. Uh, it's, Game Pass. it's Windows 11. Yeah. It's just Windows you 11. You can run whatever you want on it. I don't think it's going to come with it's going to come with their own sauce installed. So yeah. it'll have like the TDP tweaks and fans, uh, fan curves and other things built into it and the ability to tweak individual bits of it. But I would be surprised unless they cut some sort of deal with like Amazon. Well, this is it. To put, it's like, going to have to use some crazy uh, juju in order to, to get it to that level. Like some the true voodoo magic to get it to that, but just that like incredible price at at first glance, they're going to be eating a loss with no way to recoup it unless mm. unless they at the last minute go oh by the way this is actually brought to you by Microsoft and then <laughs> yeah. it becomes their exclusive Game Pass this is the hardware. I yeah, I mean I can't see it. I don't think that's likely given that the, no. that would have been the announcement. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the $700 is a rumor that they floated I, to see how people reacted. I, I don't think there's any way they get it for $700. I, it would 100% move at $700. Yeah, no question. Um, I and Neil would lose thousand. their fucking minds. Oh. All the because uh, doesn't doesn't uh, Razer already have like a thousand dollar? Well, thing? but theirs is an Android. It's, yeah. it's, it's basically okay. a tablet with controllers welded to it. That's mm-hmm. why I never hear about it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's so I've watched I watch a bunch of um, reviewers on YouTube that do just handhelds, right? And the consensus about the Razer Kishi, I believe it's called, is that. It's fine, mm-hmm. but if you buy a $25 controller, your phone is about as competent yeah, as Yeah, I mean, I bought the, the Snap-on controller yeah. for the, for the, that you slap onto your phone on the USB port. Yeah. I just never I, – I had plans for it and I never had But if you have a moderately it. good phone, it's going to be at or better than this True. thing. Yeah. And, I mean, this thing is going to be stuck forever at this, this thing, whereas when you upgrade your phone, you'll have a better Well, the good processor. news is May 11th. Our answers, our questions will be answered. So they've they've said May 11th is when they're going to make the announcement. So by the time the next podcast hits, we should have some actual concrete information. And the funny thing is, like, so uh, it was um, ours, Technica, had a really good article up today, I think it was, um, that was like, you know what? The amount of anxiety and tribalism that's going on Mm. on the, like, the Steam Steam Deck Mm -hmm. subreddit Mm -hmm. is hilarious. Oh, sure. It's like the, the, the amount people are, like, slagging a thing that we don't even know what it is or yet. or saying that this <laughs> is like, going to kill the steam deck it's yeah. or, there's already it's the like, yeah. guys the, the, this it really is a case of a rising tide lifts all boats because yeah. like this just proves how healthy the handheld pc space is we all want this to succeed nothing 
is worse than a monopoly. Mm-hmm. But the other any space. The flip side is this could be the anthem of uh, Steam Deck killers. We, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. But at least we're leapfrogging the hate on mobile gaming with this, which is not true. like handheld gaming has finally in the ascended. Last day I've seen a lot of. You know, posts on the the steam deck subreddit of you know this isn't going to this isn't this isn't dilute anything this doesn't diminish anything it's going to be another option you don't have to get it if you don't like it you also don't have to get a steam deck if you don't like it yeah it's just it's also the here we do not want one single platform to control an entire genre and we don't want that and it's not competing with the always bad yeah. always and it's not competing with the low end steam deck as well there's it's not going to yeah. come anywhere near that yeah. which again is perfectly fine you, you get that 64 gig version you slap in a, a, a really good quality micro sd card you're good to go but yeah. on the on the other hand if if uh Asus wants to ship us a review you <laughs> i will 100 percent put it through its paces i'm enjoying my i have a huge affection for the steam deck mm-hmm. did you bring um, it with you to new york I did bring it with me to New York. Did you actually. play much? I didn't play that much, but okay. I did a little bit in like the evenings when I just wanted to chill out. Mm. When we were done like walking, you know, all over Manhattan. What did you play? Um, Elder Scrolls Online. Online. And yes, and um, I gotta tell you, Elder Scrolls Online on the Steam Deck, mwah, beautiful. What the single best game I have played on the deck yet. Now, wow. it takes a lot of leapfrogging to get it installed because it's got its own installer and its own launcher and all that nonsense. Right. But, once you, and there's a really great guide that somebody wrote for how to get it installed and everything. Yep. Once you go through all those steps, though, it is unbelievably good. That's amazing. Like, it looks beautiful. It is the well, best looking and and the the power draw is nothing. Yeah. Wow. Like the it's so light on the battery. And it well it is on an older engine. That's yeah. the beauty of it. It's And it's know, on a proprietary engine as well. Right. It's, and a, it's, it's, it's almost not like 10 years old now, isn't it? Oh, probably more than that, I think. Wow, that's but, yeah. shocking. So it's not as aggressive. It's no. so it, it it's it's perfect for it, really. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of surprising that they're not pushing it. It's like it's it's one generation after Skyrim, basically, right? right? The, when I was in Chicago, I played um Cyberpunk 2077 completely offline, and yeah. it worked perfectly, and it was a, a great experience. Those nice. sirens you're hearing are, in fact, real. I think it was Indies it's, Keep on the, on the Discord. It was like, those sirens in the last podcast, were they real? Or did they? <laughs> nope, those are real. Yeah, either, we, I live in downtown. It's either <laughs> crime or fire or both. Yes. Crime or fire or crime. Maybe it's yeah. arson. It's it could arson. be arson. Making his presence known. Um, but yeah, no, I, Elder Scrolls Online is the single best game that I have yet played on, on the deck. It I'm is very so good. It is now like my preferred way to play it just because it's so cozy and comfy and, sure. you know, with the, the UI that they ported over the console UI. So you can just switch it up on the fly. Like if you pick up a keyboard and mouse, it just switches to the keyboard and nice. mouse UI. And if you, if you pick up a controller and it was, it's just there, it just all works. When so I was civilized. at Coco Fest, I handed, I, I pulled up the Steam Deck to show one of the people I was at the, t- the table with me. And um, they said they loved Vampire Survivors. So I fired it up and they played an entire level of Vampire Survivors. I got called away. So while they were playing, I was doing something else. And I came back, he headed off and handed it to me. So I just slapped the clamshell on it, put it in my bag. It was suspended. And it was in my bag for a week before I pulled it out to look at it. And it was only at 55% battery. Like wow. it, it was. It, I finally bought Vampire Survivors. I haven't fired it up yet. a lot of fun. It, it, it's perfect game if you've got like a half hour and you want to do something. Because the longest you can do a level, like at, at half an hour, it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 
a lot of fun. Yeah. It's in, in figuring out how the new characters that you unlock work. And there's also um, weapon combinations. So you get this thing and then you get this thing. Well, they can eventually form a more powerful version of one of the weapons. So there's a lot to it, and yeah. it's it's really about the bundle with the DLC. So. It's worth it's it. only ten bucks. I mean, no, the, the, it's free on on Android, but it's also with ads. The, I should probably check it out. The DLC, the DLC on um, Steam a, a week ago was like a buck each, so I just yeah, picked them up. Yeah, it was like nine bucks. Um, it, you don't even fire; you just move the left stick, and then you try to just avoid things, and it fires just for you. Just like. Smash TV. No, you use the oh, other whatever, stick. It was uh, the right stick fired and the left stick moved. So you could backwards? fire independently yeah, of um, oh. of of which way you're moving. I assumed it was a twin stick shooter. It's it's so Vampire Spire is a single stick shooter, and then uh, Smash TV is a twin stick because okay. there was a stick just for firing in eight directions. It was such a revelation when it came out. Oh, it it, it was huge. Uh, but yeah, no, I would for the for the price, yeah. it, it's a no no brainer, and it it literally runs at like five watt TV. DP on yeah. the Steam Deck, it's crazy. Yeah, I was <clears throat> I was shocked when I when I like the fans don't even spin up. Like yeah. it's just nothing. Wow. It's it's so nice. Anyway, so there's there's your deck nook. By the by the next time we do this, we'll know all the answers about the ally. I'm keeping my mind open to that. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not going to buy it because I just invested in a Steam well, Deck. Yeah, I've already got but... a Steam Deck, so it's going to have to like give me. And I've already got like a good gaming PC. So it's like I'm not really in the market for this yet, but I'm definitely got my eye on. Their you know. their advertising is weird because it's like the ROG ally. If you get locked out of your house, you don't care because you've got this. Like <laughs> this guy happily sitting on his front porch, locked out yeah, of his but house. That's marketing. I, Mom said to no, get some fresh air, so I'm playing on the deck. There's no. There's it's no basically Silicon Jesus. <laughs> So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but again, a healthy space in the handheld space is is good for everybody. We like and competition. Yeah, no, the, absolutely. The smaller players are going to hate the price if it's six ninety nine. Yes, like yes. INEO and um, Aberdeek. That's and- fine. All we did was create the environment to make this possible. It's fine. Go ahead and price us into oblivion. <laughs> we big, don't care. We're fine. Giant company. We did what we had to do. Next on Gizmo Town, Retroid Pocket Flip question mark. Well, I, I wanted to throw it in there because it's it's out in people's hands now. I don't know what now. this is. So the Retroid Pocket Flip is is a clamshell version it, of it's the... It's like a DS without the bottom screen. It's okay. it's it's the Retroid Pocket 3, which I think we've mentioned before, which is a, v- a very powerful emulation. The 3 unit. or the 3 Plus? 3 Plus. Okay. It's the same guts as the 3 Plus, except gotcha. it's got the clamshell. So you flip it open like a Nintendo DS, and the screen is the entire top section. Okay. And then the lower, you've got your... Your, your D-pad and your four buttons and your uh, dual sliders and the uh, shoulder buttons as well. It's 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 very much in the normal vein of of the of the more recent emulation hardware. But the form factor was what was interesting with this one because of the flips. It gives it a much larger screen, and the, and you don't have to have this. The, I was, this is what I kind of wanted to discuss was you know with a Steam Deck the controllers are on the side of the screen, and in this one it's it's under the screen. And mm. it, 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 when you fold it over. Excuse me. It's more compact. I have better balance with the the controllers on the side of the screen, mm-hmm. whereas the DS always felt top heavy. Mm-hmm. And if I was, especially if the controls are low and you're gripping down at the bottom, right, you have way too much over your hand. Yeah, and that could have been the issue with because <clears throat> the dual sticks are at the bottom of the controller. Which so that I, could I mean be that makes sense on vertical, like the the Game Boy style ones where yeah. the screens at the top and your controls are all kind of by necessity at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But in a flip one, you'd want them. 
out to the sides and up, so at least you're gripping more of the center of the yeah. thing, whereas instead of you're right at the bottom, yeah. you have a lot of pivot above your hands. And you, you worry about the, the rigidity of the of the flip screen as the well. Hinge. And yeah. how, how resilient the things... Like obviously, right now, they're great, but you, yeah. you know, six months yeah. from now, who knows? Um, they're 180 American, so they're not cheap either. It's like it's a, it's more expensive than the Pocket Three. And you can't talk about Retroid without thinking. Well, when's the Retroid Flip Plus coming out? Because oh yeah, they tomorrow. Did, they did the Retroid Pocket Three, and three months later they did the Three Plus, <laughs> oh, basically shooting the bird to everyone who bought the Three because they've been yeah. working on the Three for ages. And yeah, that wanted, was delayed, and they, they but they, they basically had already they, committed to the three plus already, and they had they had a warehouse full of three, so they put the three out, sold a whole bunch of them because it was better than the two, and then they're like, and also now here's the three plus, and everyone's like, you pardon, really, like right on top mm-hmm. of this, and then they went, ugh, fine, bought the three plus, and then they went, by the way, here's the flip, <laughs> so everyone's really. I, I the, the 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 entire mobile handheld subreddit that I follow is like so. When's the yeah. flip plus? <laughs> the release the release path for all of this hardware has been bananas. Retroid has no chill, is no, what it is. They, right. they, they it's just, they, crazy how aggressive they, they are. increment something and they're like everyone needs to have this now. But this was the first really good flip that they've had available for that for that form factor. And yeah. I get to admit. Despite having bought the deck, I'm looking at it. I'm going, it looks kind of cool. I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't. I'm not. It's too expensive. 180 yeah, bucks. 180 American, bucks is plus shipping and all that. Right? I just went now. Nah. And some of the some of the uh, designs are really nice too. There's like one they call watermelon, which has like the translucent shell. It looks really nice. So it's great that they're still making the hardware. And, and you know, again, it's a comp. It's it is competition in a way for the for the for the Steam Deck. Well, I mean, but, it, it tends to be complementary. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, uh, yeah. A handheld anime. Uh, Simulation machine doesn't eat a lot of the deck's lunch yeah. because the deck plays full and it's full so much smaller. And yeah. again, we, even with the clamshell, you fold it over; it fits in your pocket very right. easily. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very portable, and it's got a five thousand milliamp battery, so it's 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 got a good strength on it. The, the screen, I guess, is amazing. It'll emulate everything up to like beyond Dreamcast. Basically, it'll do some GameCube. They have some game. It's an Android platform, so. Uh, again, I, I just thought it was interesting how there was there's still yet another iteration of this hardware out there, and with a different form factor. The the retro and Dodo I think review will always be just because there's been in the handheld space so many different form factors. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a market for variation, and we're, yeah, at the, we're at the point where they're able to emulate pretty much anything. The fact that now they're saying, okay, it'll do some GameCube and even some PS2, but don't expect it to do everything. And then people like me go, well, I guess I'm out. <laughs> you gotta be you gotta do everything on the other hand well there's also a weird resolution of the screen so i don't know if that affects the scaling because that was the as right, a, when we right, talked yeah. about me getting the steam deck that was one of the things that pushed me out of so getting the, the other steam hardware. deck will now very reliably because i think the xenia emulator got updated recently it'll very reliably do xbox 360 jesus christ so like <laughs> that's nuts that's that's pr- like i mean the switch is it, the switch is impressive but it's basically a mobile platform whereas yeah. the xbox 360 was a bespoke x86 mm-hmm. uh no wait it was power, power bc that's right the original xbox was x86 and the, th- the 360 was a power bc right um so like it, it's doing a lot to make the 360 come to life it's impressive that there are still programmers that are willing to throw themselves into this for free yeah 
You know, like this is this is not an environment people are willing to pay for, nor could they, because yeah. the gentleman at Microsoft would like to have a conversation with you if you're <laughs> yeah. trying to make money. In the same way, the guys from Yuzu must be like Yasser Arafat staying in a different hotel every night, because if you stay in the same place <laughs> twice, those lawyers from Nintendo will murder you. It's either lawyers or cruise missiles. Yeah, from just Nintendo. like oh, we can't sue them, but we can make them stop existing. Yeah, you know, yeah. physically, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got a team of hitmen going after the Yuzu team anytime. But God bless you. Speaking anyway, I just of, thought I'd throw uh, that in there. Speaking of uh, extortion, uh, PC required specs have gone insane to so, the injuries shown out. Yeah, I threw this in here because so there's been some very problematic PC ports recently. Yes. Very troubling. And the latest victim is uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yes, it runs like crap everywhere. There is a day one patch, evidently, which is... which is uh, No, the, the console versions have been solid. No, sorry, everything the, everywhere on the PC. Yeah. I, I haven't heard yeah. anyone who has any sort of hardware. So the, the, the minimum system requirements are adorable. Eight gigs of RAM, uh, and a Ryzen 5 1400. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, a Radeon RX 580. Again, surprising that they would go with the AMD because you would think they would give a, an NVIDIA mm-hmm. GPU for the Or, for the or one of each at least. Uh, so that's fine. Recommended system requirements. Uh, 16 gigs of RAM. That's fine. Uh, a Ryzen 5 5600X, which is what I have in my computer. That's the baseline recommended. The GPU is an RX 6700 XT and with 8 gigs of VRAM, which is funny because what they're actually saying online is that it wants 21 gigabytes of VRAM, not RAM. Who did they make this for? Like, I guess they're in that world where everybody's got 4090s or something. I don't know. So the Xbox port. Whatever they they made it for the Xbox, they can drop down and say PC with the same build. Like they yeah. don't have to aim. Sorry, for. I do I do see that they do give the alternate. So they're saying for the for the uh, minimum, it would be a GTX 1070, and for the G, the alternate uh, recommended would be an RTX 2070, which is nothing to sneeze at. But holy shit! The, and again, it runs like crap yeah. on the PC, even on high end systems. Because again, it's it's trying again. 21 gigs of VRAM. Like, what in the hell? I have the console doesn't have that. I have a theory. Yeah. That it, and the reason that we've, we've seen so many poorly optimized PC ports um, is largely because they're using stock engines. Probably. It's, yeah. It's, off the shelf. The problem is unreal. The problem yeah. is not, you know, whatever. It's that un, uh, any any engine that you get. The uh, was the Infinity and not the Infinity Engine, um, Unity? Frostbite. Oh, Frostbite. Frostbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, EA was forcing that EA down people's forcing, exactly. You're the, these these kind of packaged engines are trying to do so much, and they're trying to do everything, and no system can do everything efficiently. But the more things you try and bolt onto a system, the less efficient it's going to get. And these things have gotten so bloated by this point mm-hmm. that there's nothing you can do. You can't optimize but it. But the theory was because the Series X is effectively a PC, that it should have been easy for them to port a PC version as long as the specs were, were equal or better than what but the Series the X is. is. It is. This all comes down to the single spec target. Right. Right. Um, because you can optimize as much as you can for that, and where you can optimize, you can cheat. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it's, and you can't do that on the PC. Yeah. There's um, no cheating. Obviously, right? they fucked up 
whatever the day one version is yeah, for yeah. that. And Last podcast, I had mentioned that Valve had pushed out a Proton version that fixed a game, and I couldn't remember which game it was. It was Dead Space. Oh, okay. Dead Space. Dead Space came out, and it was a, a trash fire on Linux. Right. Um, the, the Proton 8 came out. Right. The Proton 8 came out very recently. Yeah. Um, um, the Last of Us PC port is a tire fire on a lot of PC. Yeah. Uh, ports or a lot of PCs like they're very widespread. Um, then the Jedi Knights so or Jedi Survivor is a pig's breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's been a rash with PC ports lately, and I'm, I'm wondering if it is um, a spate of maybe there was a problematic version of Unreal that they've been uh, building against. And it had all kinds of debug stuff enabled. My or, my again, my suspicion is just it's the fact that it's unreal. Like th- that that there's no like options. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that was supposed to be the strength it. of it, though. Was, no, no, was the, the strength was supposed yeah. to be speed. The strength of a, having a prepackaged oh, engine was also was always you can just go, you can yeah. just go get up and running because what matters most, of course, is the deadline. Nothing, mm. and you know, having worked at IT. Boy, let me tell you, that is absolutely true. Yeah. Nothing else matters but speed. But obviously, they were they must have tested it internally and went, eh, all right, fuck it. Or release. their test rig was yeah. so godly that it just never it never touched the sides the and they didn't have to it worry isn't about even it. Even like that, like it's it's it does it does it run? Period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's is it all within they, with acceptable yeah. tolerances? Yeah. yeah, they don't, and their they, tolerances they, weren't tight enough. They don't expect it ever to run well. It just has to run and be done. So that's those are the two metrics. Oh, when it's plugged in, it gets extremely hot. Don't touch it. <laughs> so there's been a lot of talk in the Destiny community that the Destiny engine needs to be removed. Like mm. they need to get away from it. So there's been a bunch of server crashes, which is the servers, which is not the engine, yeah, which right. is a bunch of people on Reddit going replace the engine. But the Bungie has worked so much on the Tiger engine, which was basically the Halo 3 engine that they forked before they left Microsoft to make Destiny 1, and they've been bringing it forward. There is so much bespoke stuff in there that in order to bring it into Unreal or something, it would be six years. Six years, and that's just taking the assets that will work like textures and sounds, and then starting from scratch with everything else. All of this gunplay that's amazing in Destiny that they've got tweaked from the Tiger engine, mm-hmm. welcome to it doesn't exist and they have to start from yeah. scratch. Just throw it into Roblox. Um, <laughs> it's the, the people throw engine around um, when they mean the whole environment. Yeah. And um, oftentimes a bespoke engine is more problematic in the beginning but it ends up being tuned for your needs. Whereas you receive Unity or you get um, uh, Unreal or the ID engine, it's going to be the Swiss Army sledgehammer. Exactly. And you're yeah. supposed to pair out the things you don't need. Um, like you don't need Havoc physics engine in your thing that's using a bespoke physics engine, but if you don't know to take it out, it's also there. Yep. Um, or so, you don't have the time to take it yeah. out. I should also that's, mention the install size is 155 oh yeah. gigabytes. But that, that I can actually, like, that's always going to go up. That number will always go up from now on do you know and what's, forever. Do you know what's like, bullshit, though? They're selling a disc version. 
Yeah, that's literally and on the, the installer is printed. This will require it's, it's, yeah. no, it, it's yeah. just an EXE it's literally that downloads the, ex- the game. installer. Exactly, yeah. it's it's pitiful. And so that way, but if you bought the disc version, you would have to have the disc in the machine because that's the copy. But I mean, if my yeah. P, I, like my PC, I've only got 1080p monitors connected to it. But I bet you it's going to download 4K textures and oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, just yeah. downsample them rather than give me the 1080p textures yeah. that oh, would yeah, be like sure. a third of the size. Right. That would take effort. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that I think is, and that's one of the reasons why this new uh, enthusiasm for handheld gaming is is opening up a new space where it's having like, a target. Yes, well, having having a target, but also going, we don't need to brute force mm-hmm. this. Like having like being subtle is better than brute forcing, and this is why my example of when I played. Elder Scrolls Online on this older, but it's their own engine. It's called the Hero Engine. Mm-hmm. I think um, it runs beautifully and efficiently yeah. because they knew exactly what they needed, and that's all they put in, yeah. and that's why it's so efficient. Right? Here's a conspiracy theory: What if they're trying to tank the PC sales? <laughs> well, and they're trying to make people just say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to buy an Xbox." Yeah, I'm just going to buy a PS5. Apparently, that way they can just abandon the PC. Fine on the the console targets. Well, but you know they don't have to because all you have to do is look at how much video cards cost. Well, that's it. It's already part of it too. It's tanking itself. You don't have to make it tank. I think it already has two thousand negative reviews on Steam. Sure, no, the Steam is already already overwhelmingly negative because of the performance on day one. Yeah, Yeah. so you know, yeah, they're going to patch it, and yeah, it's going to get better, but. I don't why, know. Why, I'm starting to wonder now if, if they're actually just trying to fuck the PC market this shouldn't completely. Be acceptable, and it's it's clear that people are complaining about it. But companies don't seem to care. They're like, we want to get it out the door on the day we that and, our shareholders exactly, say exactly. It had exactly to come it, out. Right? It had to come out day and date on the PC and the Xbox and the PS5, rather than say the X, the PC version is going to come in a month. Because we need yeah. we need yeah. it needs more time in the oven. Everything else is ready to go, and then they'd be like, "They're fucking over the PC because it's not coming out at the same time." Because they're still well, working. Clearly, they Sony and Microsoft paid to have it released yeah. early. If they if there's a day one patch that's addressing a lot of the issues, and in a month from now it might be fine, maybe you should have just waited. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely, hundred percent. It is, and it's it's just a, a symptom of the changing landscape. I think right, like high end PC gaming is becoming increasingly unavailable to a large well, it's number brinksmanship. of people. Right? If you yeah. can't buy the yeah. latest um, processor and, and video card, you're left in the dust. Yeah. Buy a console. Yeah, basically. Buy a console. Buy, or, or a Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> or a handheld PC. That's a console. Right? That's a console. It, it I mean, at this point, it, it might as well be a console. Yeah. For the price of a graphics card, you can buy a PS5 and a Series X and a Steam Deck. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, a high-end one, yeah. For, yeah. for the price of a 3080 right now, you can get a Steam Deck, which is its own goddamn computer. Yep. Yep. Anyway, we're going to take another break, and we will be back with Pixels and Tokens. Video games, board games, video games, tabletop role-playing games, video games. And now for Pixels and Tokens, where we talk about all kinds of gaming. 
but mostly video games. Hey, let's talk about video games. I want glow sticks for some reason. <laughs> this, is, this is just a continuation of the previous. It really is. I kind of want. I wanted to put them in Gizmo Town because I feel like it's more tech oriented no, no, than right, the game you're itself. Right. You're right. Um, Mentioning tabletop real quick. Uh, I went. I saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie, oh. uh, which is fantastic. I've heard good things. It's legitimately fun as hell. How is crisp? Phenomenal. <laughs> he's so good in it. Yeah. He's he's the bard, and he's he's so good. And it's it's a smart movie. It's fun. It's got a lot of heart. Uh, it's it doesn't talk down to the audience. It revels in the environments. It you sounds know. like they learned their lesson. Oh from my the lord! Other it was made by <laughs> it was made with love. And and I've, I've made this point before. It, it, when when they make a product with love, it oozes out of it, and it really did. Hey, do you want to hear the shitty thing that Hasbro, the rights owner to Dungeons and Dragons, has done recently? <laughs> they sent the Pinkertons <laughs> to oh, someone's God. house oh, who accidentally yes. got the new magic set from a seller. Yeah, that was dumb. Like they sent Strike Breakers <laughs> to this man's house <laughs> not, and not threatened God. his wife. With there? his jail time goons. and made her cry. Goons. Fired Fucking goons. Hired goons. Maybe maybe don't. Hasbro <laughs> is literally a tire fire of a company. Mm-hmm. And as good as this Dungeons and Dragons movie is, <laughs> they are shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question of that. Like, can but... they go three months without completely <laughs> fucking over an IP they have? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Anyway, the movie seeing. was good, though. There's, here's the good. Here is <laughs> yeah. the steaming no, pile of excrement. That's fine. This is balance in journalism. Exactly. That's what, <laughs> I'm glad the movie was good. I, have, I will I have, see it. I highly recommend it. Whenever it becomes available on streaming. Uh, side note, it. evidently, they accidentally put the whole movie up on Paramount Plus oh, a yeah? couple of days ago. <laughs> like, if you, if you went on the app and looked at the trailer... It played the movie in 4K. Nice. I assume they took it down. Oops. I'm assuming it got ripped. I've, yeah, it's got to be. I don't know. I actually haven't somewhere. looked for it. But All I know is that um, some people on the Neverwinter subreddit have been going, you know, there's a little cameo of, of Never, of, I think it's Lord Neverember, who's one of the, or Lord Nasher, who's one of the, the heads of Neverwinter. Oh, He's, dude, there's, it's, I didn't get 90% of the, of the references. I'm not, I'm not into the lore. Yeah. yeah. But it is steeped, steeped in it. Is there good. is there a Drizith callback? There, had, there, there must be. It's in Forgotten Realms, I assume. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. They 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 go to they mentioned Baldur's Gate directly. Okay. So yeah. I don't think they actually went there. But there's so many great gags in it too. They know. need to have a vendor in the background yelling "Walnut, hot walnut." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do. I do highly recommend seeing it. Nice. Um, okay. I guess I was going to cut this, but what the heck? Let's talk about it anyway, because it's me and when. So, a game that this is not really a spoiler because I'm going to talk about it because I it's not on my list, but a game that I cut from my top five list for the game that we will be talking about later mm-hmm. is uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Nice. Was on my top five. Forbidden list. West. Forbidden West. Yeah, not Zero Dawn. Forbidden oh, West. Oh, interesting. Zero Dawn, I I liked, but it never quite hooked me. Forbidden mm-hmm. West got me fully. Like it wow. just I That's it, good. It, I absolutely adore that game. And of course the expansion came out this week, uh Burning Shores. And I, I bought it and I forgot that I bought it. <laughs> so I came back from New York and I'm like, oh, look, there's a thing installed. Oh, it's the expansion. Oh, God what damn platform it. are you playing it on? 
the only one that it's available on, which is PlayStation Five. Oh, so it, the only the uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn is on PC. Zero Correct. Dawn is on PC. Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, Forbidden West will probably be on sometime in the coming year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure how far they'd pushed no, it out. It's just the first one. Because like um, the Spider-Man games are on both PC, Spider-Man games are on, yeah. and they seem like they were recent in my mind, but then no, really, they're probably no. <laughs> well over a year old. Yeah. Miles Morales is more recent, but it's still yeah. not that recent. That was no. a launch title. It was, yeah. yeah. So it's a fair bit. Um, but I, I I booted it up. I got into the first mission, and then I got distracted. Now get this, oh. so. Those of you who followed the Frankie Play streams know that I have a deep fondness for Marvel's Avengers, which we have talked about on the podcast before because it's done. It's going away. <laughs> it's going away. We um, have like another couple months before of support it's getting stops. De-list- no, support has stopped. I thought September was September you- is delisting. Oh, when you can't yeah, buy the it anymore. Final patch has gone out. Okay. Um, so everything's free. You just go and get everything that was, there is no more cash shop. You could just, everything is there. You, mm. everything's unlocked. You got it all. Um, but I have, I have a deep, deep fondness for this game, despite all of its flaws. And of course it has flaws. I, th- this was the game that made me recognize so intrinsically that my tastes are so not what most other quote unquote gamers tastes are. This is what's made me stop paying attention to games journalism because I realized every game that I like is a punchline to to like, you know, the popular gaming press and Reddit and like, you know, everybody, every game that I love, everybody else hates. So I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to, still play the games that i like but i'm not going to pay attention to what you know the 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 buzz is around it's also it. the game that fought us the hardest to actually let us play oh it. yeah no oh, for sure man. there's there's all kinds of problems and those are always going to be problems because there are still bugs the final patch has gone out and yes of course there are still bugs and some of those bugs have been in since day one we should try to get never four people fixed. into it and see if we can do it but here's the, here's the nice thing um they have closed the shop uh, well so like i said Everything is now unlocked and available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, multiplayer is still going to work because it was always peer-to-peer anyway. That's why it was always kind of flaky. Yeah. But it's still going to work as well as it ever worked. Um, the the events are still going to auto-cycle. So, okay, so they're just looping the events. They always did. It was yeah, always, fair. It was always, nobody was pressing the button. It was always a, an automatic looping thing. There's just not going to be anything new, and it will be delisted in September. Were there any new characters or, uh, like, skins added? Um, Lady Thor was the last one I knew of. So, yeah, because Bucky came out. Oh, um, did he? Winter Soldier is, oh. is out, yeah. Um. So I ended up putting it on my Steam wish list because that's the one platform I didn't own it on. And I'm like, well, I've got a Steam Deck now. Does it play well on the Steam Deck? So it it went on sale because I wasn't going to pay full price for it. No way. Um, It went on sale for like eight bucks. (laughs) So I'm like, still on sale? Hopefully, I would grab it if I were you for the sake of eight bucks. And so it's because it's a different platform and there isn't cross platform play. I'm, I'm starting from scratch again and I'm having a great time i'm like i'm leveling all my favorite characters again and it's all it's everything i'm really having a good time it plays okay on the steam deck it's mm. not great 
you really got to to dial back some of the settings. Otherwise, those fans are spinning and the battery is going away. Mm. But it plays fine. 80% off, $10.59. There you go. <laughs> Ultimate, the, the, it's the definitive <laughs> the, edition. Yeah, the new it's, thing. That it's you the could, day one edition. The, the new thing you could buy is called the definitive edition. It's because it's just everything. It's just everything's included. So, uh, so I got that. So that's what I've been playing lately. <laughs> I'm going back to Marvel's fucking Avengers and playing it from scratch. I've been playing the campaign again, and that is the important thing. If you have an opportunity, if it's still on Game Pass, if you if you can play, I don't don't worry about leveling your characters and getting into the grindy stuff and all that stuff. If you can play the campaign, the story campaign of the original game, that is so worth yeah, it. Yeah, I never like, did finish it. It is so well done. The yeah. characterization is done with affection and love and heart. The way they characterize Kamala, the way they characterize all of them, but you know, the Kamala becoming like the heart of the team, and it's just it's their Tony so, Stark was quite well done. Everything is so good. Like they, they just hit it pitch perfect. And the fact that that got buried under all of the problems is a real yeah. shame because the the people who were involved with making it and writing it really cared about this, and and you can and that really comes through. Um, I mean, I actually got a little choked up at the relationship between Kamala and her father. Like mm-hmm. they depicting mm-hmm. a Muslim family being loving and caring. Like this is important. This is Kevin. It, I'm sure. Stuff. I'm sure that the Suicide Squad game is going to be just as heartbreaking in the <laughs> you know, performances and the 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 the, 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 the Harley Quinn and her mother or something <laughs> will be just as just as heartbreaking. DC isn't edge lordy at all. No. Um, but yeah, I would say like if you have the opportunity to play the, the official campaign, even if you don't do anything else, do that because it is well worth it. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, there is one big bug on the Steam Deck. You should probably know before you spend your ten bucks, Jamie. No, no, um, <laughs> go for it. The, uh, the no matter what version of Proton you use, you do not get button prompts. The button prompts just aren't there. I'm sure it'll get patched. Uh, I have such muscle memory that that I don't need them, so it doesn't matter. It's a shame to me. that I don't think it would be possible to fan patch it at this point. I don't know. That's the interesting I'm thing because pretty there is sure still... it won't be very I mean Proton will be able to do shit. Proton will be able to do stuff. Well I'm I'll be interested in what kind of life this thing has now. Because mm. first of all, since it's getting delisted, you won't be able to buy it new. If you've got it already in your yeah. library, you'll you be able to play download it. it again and you can play it. Well at some point they've got to start copies will be out there. Wouldn't they have to stop updating the, the downloadable my, elements of the, the, my, the daily well, events? Well no because that's just that's just part of but once you like, I've got games like um, um, Neverwinter Two has been delisted for a long time on Steam, but I bought it when it wasn't, and I could still go and download that. And no, but I mean, just because they got the calendar at the very least for for Avengers, where yeah, you know, like the the events that are currently like if, yeah, if but it's that's just all, on a loop, that's all automated, that's right? All, but it's still yeah. server based, isn't it? No. It's all peer-to-peer. This is one of the problems. One of the original oh. problems of the game was the fact that people's saves were getting corrupted. Jamie knew about this because yes. he decided about doing beta. Yep. Um, because there are there isn't a central server. It's local. Mm. So, so one of the ways people cheat in Avengers is they'll take their systems offline, and because the the gear vendors will then not access like the online calendar, they'll access their own internal calendar. They'll find out what's coming up by changing the date on oh their system, God. right? And they'll go, "Fucking oh. gamers!" Yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, so that <laughs> that's literally what I've been playing. That's that's fun, um, and I'm having a great time. So I'm no no apologies there. Um, what else we got? Oh, from 
weirdly happy news to some quite sad news. So as I mentioned, I haven't been paying attention to gaming press for a long time. Like I saw this come up on years. Reddit. But this is worth a mention because when I was paying attention to gaming press, this was one of the outlets that was really important, I think. And this was the uh, Vice Gaming um, Waypoint, uh, which was started by Austin Walker. Austin had since left, but you know, Patrick Klepek and Rob Zachney and Natalie Watson and a whole bunch of people whose names are escaping me right now. Um, they did some really great gaming journalism yeah. Um, from, from unique perspectives that you never would have. They did deep dives. They did really strong think pieces. They did pieces on like, here's how gaming in prisons is helping people rehabilitate. There, there's just, there was so much really thoughtful and important um, um, work that came out of Waypoint. And unfortunately, they've been canceled. Vice has pulled the plug. It's part of the wave of... June, the website goes dark. Yeah. Like everyone's fired now. It's... Vice is so frustrating because oh, they they can be so amazing at yeah. times though like just the creation of Waypoint you know and, yeah. and smart you know, high end journalism yeah and to just obviously it's serious gaming journalism I mean it, thing, it, right? it must it was, have been a money pit I mean but on the oh, other yeah, hand absolutely you didn't hear a lot of Waypoint outside of that you know like yeah, you yeah. didn't people weren't talking about because all that amazing article on waypoint it's, that's the point though yeah. it's not popular press it's not ign right? even it's so like you think there would have been a couple of crossover stories that would have gotten a lot more notice and it's it's entirely unfortunate you, that they you were have likely to care about that stuff yeah. and seek it out yeah, right that's it, it. you have very to, much you had to seek out the quality journalism and people just weren't in that world their yeah. crossover stuff with nextlander on the last e3 and whatnot was really well done it was yeah like getting austin walker with it after he'd left and then yeah. patrick klepek and rob zachney coming in and talking about stuff and there's really you know again they did this in typical vice fashion nobody knew that it was going to happen and yeah. then suddenly just like yesterday yeah. the day before it just suddenly hit Boom. and patrick klepek was like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do now like it's, so i've got know, two kids and, yeah exactly yeah. um which really sucks and it's you know and again, it's part of this wave of like, well, all the tech companies are laying people off, so our shareholders are demanding that we lay people off. He's no, we don't really it's need a to. But fulfilling prophecy, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Patrick Klebeck himself said it on his on his Twitter feed. It's not like Waypoint should have ended a long time ago. Actually, they did Waypoint Plus, and so it's like the community has been supporting them, and that's one of the reasons why they've managed to keep going for much longer than yeah. they really should have. No, it's, it's crap uh, news though, because they did have very interesting they uh, has, content. They, their work was important in a way that most other gaming journalism they isn't. they looked at things yeah. that no one else would. It legitimized, yeah gaming in a lot of ways so you know r.i.p waypoint you you gave us a lot of excellent hit we're clinking to caesars i'm drained we have uh we have podcasts pour the rest of mine out onto the floor but thank you for everything you did i'm sure you all listen i hope i hope you all land on your feet yeah oh you know if anybody's gonna then the folks from waypoint are they're they're all they've all got valuable viewpoints they've all got experience i hope they they land someplace that isn't just ign where they have to review the new reboot of kane and lynch i don't think anybody would do that you know i don't think anybody would go you're not gonna get rob zachney is not gonna go hey call of duty's great huh um okay next this is super interesting so the uh microsoft activision deal Mm which is still in flux, 
has been denied in the UK. But it looks like it's going to get passed in Europe and probably North America. So does this mean Microsoft and Activision will pull out of the UK? That seems to be the drift of what's happening. Can the UK shoot themselves in the lower extremities (laughs) any more than they already have? Like you thought Brexit was the the galaxy brain, let's saw off our legs. The funny thing is it was all over cloud gaming of of all all the absurdities. The lucrative uh, moneymaker that is Xbox xCloud i'm sure that they'll just do something to placate the especially if the other they've been doubling down on it but if if europe and the u.s both go this is fine eventually the uk is going to have to go yeah sure whatever fuck it we tried and then just accept it i mean as otherwise yeah they're like no we're not gonna let you do business here all right it's 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 such a weird hill to die on yeah 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 like it's an entire island or at least politically it's an entire island of weird hill to die on but this is extremely <laughs> a weird hill to die on i'm, I'm expecting them to go to europe going guys i thought we agreed that this was what was we were thinking yeah but they have a lot of money so we're gonna let them and that's do the it. funny thing about like so a lot of the, the european commission um you know like the guidelines some of they 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 pass some of it it, it's a very odd position because some of it seems like it's very pro-consumer. For yes. example, like forcing Apple to, to go to USB-C. Yeah. Thank fucking God. Like, yeah. yes, absolutely. I've been praying for this for years. Please do that. Hi, that's Jimmy. Jimmy's a guest on the podcast now. Um, but a lot of it is really because A, lobbyists. Yep. And B, them doing this weird old person like we don't understand tech yeah so so we're just going to force you to do an old thing old person doesn't <laughs> right? want to have to buy two different cables exactly. but also they don't understand video you games. have to release all your games on cartridges <laughs> exactly so, well, it's, it's so very strange the uk does this and then today microsoft announced that they're partnering with a, a major uk cloud provider to make sure there's excellent access to all of their catalog and activision's catalog if it goes through uh, on a system that isn't them like they're like they're, i can't remember the name of the cloud provider but they're saying we're right. offering this in europe mm-hmm. it's like they're shooting middle fingers at the uk the entire yeah. time they're doing this because every time like sony says oh microsoft isn't going to do this microsoft goes and licenses shit to everybody and they're like well okay uh they're not going to do it again yeah it's like I, it, I'm of two minds, of course, because as I said before, monopolies are bad, and and every time one of these like huge mergers happens, it's always going to end up bad for consumers, no matter what. But it seems like the writing the wall is either Activision goes away because it's become such a problem vacuum, or Microsoft buys it and helps straighten them out. So I mean, it's like, yeah. do we lose Activision Blizzard and all the content that they make, yes. or do we keep it and maybe make it better? Let it, um, let it die. So I'm. No, it, it, it's, it, it's 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 uh, maybe Diablo Four will sell turn the around, IP you know? off. But it, it's it's such a weird thing for the UK, like cloud gaming. No one is buying just cloud gaming. Yeah, no one's going. Let me get people that. in the UK barely have working internet. Yeah, we know this for a fact. We know this firsthand. Like, yeah. how is it? Shut up, Scarlet. Yeah, how is How is it? This is a, such a, a a thing that you need to, to regulate. It smells very much like a lobbyist got to a guy. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's, right. it sounds like someone put too much money in this one pocket and not enough money in the other pocket. Yeah. And the UK's. A total clusterfuck right now. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I mean, everywhere is a total clusterfuck. The yeah. UK has got a very particular flavor. Of they've they've <laughs> really found their brand, and they are milking it. 
All right. Anybody else got anything before we move on to the final item? No, on the do agenda? it. I think we've do derailed it. enough. Okay. Here we go. Wow. I've talked a lot this episode. It's the Kevin cast. It's the Kevin cast. No, it's not. It, um, it is now. All right. We, we still don't have a drum roll. Give me a sting. <laughs> Top five games of all time continues with my number four. That's the Gus voice for some reason. It's Pong, right? It's, it's definitely Pong. That, that deep narrative game that is Pong. <laughs> you know, it's, it is deep in narrative. There's two sides, and the middle way is constantly, the goalposts are constantly moving, just That's, like in politics, right? Yeah, yeah. wow. I'm making shit up I now. never I thought no of that. Idea. Open my eyes to Pong in a whole new way. <laughs> so... As I mentioned earlier, the game that got bumped for this game was Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. And the reason that it got bumped was because Horizon Forbidden West and this game gave me something similar, and it's just that this game did it first. Crash Team Racing? (laughs) Yeah. Um, The games I like to play are generally kind of action-y, but also RPGs. But action RPGs tend to be my favorite thing. I like grindy games. I'm generally not necessarily interested in the story. Stories in video games have always been the weakest point for me. It's always, I mean, because they're so generic, right? It's always like, oh, you're the chosen one and there's a great corruption and go and fix things. I think I know exactly which game it is, but I cannot think of the name (laughs) for the life of me. So... One of the things, the characters I like to play, and the reason that the stories, I don't really pay attention to them is because I want to write my own story. I want my own character. I want m- me to be in this world, right? Or or the character that I create to be in this world. That's what I do with puppets. I mean, it's it's character. It's all about character, and I want it to be my character, not a character somebody else has defined for me. So that's why story has never been the emphasis for a game. It's always been the moment-to-moment gameplay loop. I remember the name of it. Okay, let's see if I'm right. <laughs> so, one of the types of characters I generally like to play, I like to play rangery types or rogue types, and that's why Assassin's Creed got my attention in the first place. Now, I liked the first Assassin's Creed game just fine, but I've liked the idea of Assassin's Creed much more than I've liked the actual games. Altair, the very first protagonist, mm-hmm. was weird because like the whole thing takes place in the middle east and here's this white guy like this really white guy and mechanically they they hadn't hit their stride there were a lot of a lot of rough edges it was clunky but you could see there was something there you could see there was something and i know you hate my absolute favorite assassin's creed you do not like two i don't like um Ezio. i I never liked Ezio. Ezio the atari's arc for me is is great because he starts off as a thoughtless teenager and then ends up having to to go through the proper like hero's journey. Maybe that's my problem is I didn't stick with it long enough. Yeah, right? I, mean, I didn't see that arc. All I saw was the the obnoxious little shit. So, <laughs> so, so. Ezio's Ezio's um, arc takes place over three games, 
and the end games, he's like top of the power assassin, and it's, it's extremely yeah. good. It's not even power fantasy; it's just he is now the pinnacle, the guy. Um, but so, where, where I'm, I'm, I don't know where you're going. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, so I was, I had the game yeah. wrong, but I, I like, I, I thought it was a completely right. different series. But then you, I know which game. So because they got so bogged down in the Ezio thing for so long, and yeah. I fell off yeah. at that point, and then they went and they started churning them out. So I never got into like. What was it? You, Brother? you played oh. Syndicate though. I did. I I, event, I went back and played Syndicate. Yeah. I didn't play Syndicate when it came out. Oh, I'm, I got it now. Okay. <laughs> because Syndicate's basically Assassin's Creed Ankh Morpork. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's the it's, closest it's, thing we're ever going to get to Assassin's. It's in Assassin's Discord, Creed right? kind of industrial revolution, yeah. like pre-industrial. Just so pre, just no, pre. It's, well, yeah. it's a Victorian revolution. It, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. Victorian, right? Yeah, so yeah. so, but it's got that 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 nice Britishness. Yeah, it's yeah. In the middle of London, I mean, it's perfect, right? Um. Like it's literally the Jack Ripper, Jack yeah, kind of, right? yeah, so, Jack Ripper. It's Three's company. Um, so I fell off of the series, and then they went, okay, you know what? We're turning these out once a year. We're gonna just take a break. We're gonna step. We're back. gonna give We're it gonna like three years, it. and then see what comes out. And then they went Assassin's Creed Origins, <clears throat> and that was set in ancient Egypt. Those of you who know me know how much I love ancient Egypt. I'm a big archaeology nerd in general, but ancient Egypt is particularly special to me. So they set an Assassin's Creed game in ancient Egypt. I'm automatically in. And Bayek was so good. And this was what did it for me. For the first time in a video game, I cared about the characters and the story. The one thing they missed was there wasn't the female option. Yeah, there but, was but there was I, pori- parts least, in the game where you played yeah. someone else, but at least you could I was in there, right? Yeah. Like at least that, yes. there was the first hint that you could do that. But for me, the thing about protagonists in video games is particularly for the Assassin's Creed thing because they're always an anti-hero, yeah. right? But Bayek was genuinely a hero. Yes. He he, he cared was about people. Kind of thrust into it through circumstance and tragedy. Well, this is the thing, like he, the the whole thing is a revenge fantasy. Yeah. But it's it's framed in such a way that he's he's the he's a superhero he's yeah. bringing justice yeah. right that's his thing he's a magi he he goes around helping people yeah that hooked me immediately well the people running up to you and say magi i need this yeah. and it, it makes sense why people are coming up to you and asking well, and you to do you're the last things. one right so whereas so you you're a chosen one yeah but not out of like some weird supernatural yeah. or whatever you're just you're the last one left we have no choice we have to go to you yeah. right um and you out of a sense of personal responsibility, take these jobs on, not because some, some weird force has told you that unless you do this, the world ends. It's that you have decided to do it. Yeah. Right. And I, that hooked me so much that for the first time I cared about a protagonist. I cared about their story. The fact that it's a revenge story because their child was killed and their, the environments, and just visually stunning. I This was the first time I ever made use of a photo mode in a video game. This was just like it was unbelievably pitch perfect. This was just for me. Everything I love about video games, this suddenly sprang to life. They also captured the raw terror and complete fuck you of hippos. 
<laughs> it's true. Hippos <laughs> were a force of nature that are only belligerent. Like I remember riding a horse and watching a hippo just murder two guards for no reason. It was. It's just insane. Hippos are hippos are bad. You news. do not mess with a hippo. Don't, don't fuck with a hippo. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically it. Assassin's Creed Origin was the first time that I I got invested emotionally in a story and a character, and it was because Bayek as a protagonist is exactly what I look for in a protagonist. I want somebody who is not because of a weird supernatural thing, but who is who has decided to do good. There's a quote that I constantly hear in the official campaign of Marvel's Avengers, good is not something you are, good is something you do. Yeah. That got me. Um the the subsequent games have been good, but they don't recapture like it, it's the um Raiders of the Lost Ark problem. Yeah. The first one was so good, and the next one was Temple of Doom, and you, like Cassandra was okay, and if you could play a female and have a female perspective in the game, and then the Viking one is kind of um, the the it's been, Sean it's Connery been a, one. It's been a real it's been a real kind of downgrade because like for me I liked I liked Odyssey plenty yeah. that was fine Cassandra was great and everything and then I played so I got Valhalla and I played it through and boy did that fall flat for me it was just there was n- there's no personality there's no motivation there's no reason it's just mm, me big viking going to hit people i bought it on launch and i still haven't fired it up you know it's just not engaging i I found it's just not i found i played more of valhalla than i did of um the 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 one with odyssey yeah odyssey yeah odyssey i fucking loved yeah like the the environment and these the assassins were established by that point. Yeah. So there was more of that element. And I really love this the story too. Origins was was fantastic. And it was also it was the second PS4 one. Right. So they had the advantage of of you know, Unity was the tech demo, if anything. It, and again, Unity stands up. Unity because you know, it was set in the in the French Revolution. Is that one where everyone's faces weren't yes. on? Was, it was yeah. broken yeah. as shit. It, no question. It did not launch well. But it was it was still very much uh they were calling their shot with with unity and it and it just didn't deliver because on a technical level I never whereas origin origins was just incredible yeah you know it was, it was polished yeah it, it, was it, like- it used the power it let you be immersed in the environment and it was it was even though it was it was just egypt it was still a very fluid environment and and it was visually stunning i don't want to tell you to go back and try assassin's creed 2 because i hate like when people say ah you know the first 20 hours are garbage here's the thing i i got into like a real assassin's creed kind of thing for Mm -hmm. a while and i'm like fuck it i'm just and they did like some sale on xbox so i own everything i own every single assassin's creed game so i'm quite happy to go back the the difference is though i don't think the first 20 hours of two are shit you have to eat to get to it they're it's it's they are setting it up right and you you really have to see where Ezio starts yeah to appreciate where he ends up maybe that's maybe just knowing that it gets better origins origins also kicked off the fuck the present mode of, of Assassin's Creed. So it happened, yeah. and that's, it happens and that's a couple fine. times. And that's and, fine. And the person in it is genuinely interesting, whereas Desmond, yeah. I don't know yeah. that he lived up to his MacGuffin no. status. No. One, but, yeah. the future stuff was way more interesting than the past stuff yeah. because it had a lot of intrigue and a lot of things. Then two, 
there was a balance. Like the, the you went back and forth a little bit, and the 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 future stuff was well done and you did something more than wander around a room. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, they got way too into the future stuff. And then the, the origins, they, they kind of scaled it back. Yeah. By origins, they decided to just lean into the concept and just, and that's fine. And, 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 you know, it was also the first game to feature museum mode. Yeah. Which was a really fascinating I mean, idea. You, you, That's how invert, immersed they were in that world is they said, you know what? This works as a visit to ancient Egypt. Let's do does. that. Like, I remember, you know, because I know a little bit about this stuff, like just stopping and look and like looking at the hieroglyphs and okay, I know what that is and what that is. Mm-hmm. And, what that, and like you can actually study the environments and they're accurate. Like yeah. it's, and also it's so getting good. into pyramids and whatnot was always awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, at first it wouldn't happen like that. And the, you know, the right. giant piles of treasure laying around. Well, yeah. No, but it still had to be a game, but it still yeah. has to be a video <clears throat> game. But still, yes, exactly. It's uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a, it's a solid choice. Yeah. So that's, that's my number four Assassin's Creed origin. And the fun part is um, this week. I, so I already owned it on um, the Ubisoft. What is it? Ubisoft connect. Mm-hmm. There, there. I was already owned it on PC, so I sold it on the Steam Deck <laughs> just nice. to give it a shot. Now I know people have said that it's you know, Ubisoft Connect is like buggy. And you have to install. So, the yeah, the launcher is a little weird. The launcher, yeah, the and, launcher and, apparently is a little bit of work to get through to get to the game. But once you get, I to the found games, it no worse than like Battle.net or any of the really? other. Yeah, I, I did it. If the you same follow way. the instructions, I guess it works. Yeah. And, and, but it's it's it should be easier. But it's but it works yeah. if you follow the instructions. But I've heard that it like you know gets crashy and so yeah. I haven't. I've only played it a couple times, so I haven't experienced that yet. But. Well, and because uh, they've got the new. Uh, Ubisoft Plus is that going to replace the launcher? I don't or because so. no. that's and that's it's, stupid. They're charging like twenty dollars a month or something yeah. ludicrous. Let's let's be clear. Ubisoft is not a good company. Ubisoft no. Is full the of fact shit heads, that like when they announced it, I'm like, oh okay. Obviously, this is going to be just part of PS Plus and part of Xbox Game Pass. Nope. No, no, we're going to charge you twenty dollars a month to access our incredible. X content giant catalog. Are you fucking high? What is their <laughs> subscriber rate? Seven. I mean, they people need they their, can't possibly be getting people, people playing Tom Clancy fix. But if, well, most people already <laughs> bought them. I mean, especially legacy shit. The prices drop almost immediately on on Ubisoft yeah. titles. Like historically, unless you you're can, Nintendo, you can. Well, Let's not so. forget Ubisoft is the company that only recently gave up NFTs, <sighs> right? But like, they still that's them. That's but what Square they are. is still pushing we, for them. Ubisoft releases are usually half price within three months of launch. It's it's almost a joke. So the fact the fact that they think they can charge twenty dollars a month for access to the library. I mean, me, people have bought almost every Ubisoft game for fifty bucks total. You, you said if, if you were into it, he says it. So I don't know. I, I bought all. Goes. I bought all the, the the Far Cry. There was a big bundle sale a long time ago, and I bought I the whole have all of Assassin's Creed on Xbox, and I think I have most of it on PC from various sales. I've only got a couple on PC. I've got I've got Syndicate. Syndicate's fun. I got. A I need to play Rogue I, Remastered. I picked up Syndicate, and I have yet to actually play. It. I never I never played Rogue when it came out. And then they were, I knew they were going to do the remastered version. So I waited. And then I was, the original plan was I was going to play it on my television via the, the shield streaming from my computer. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever fucking reason, I couldn't get 5.1 sound 
to stream from my computer to the shield out in my system. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm not going to play it if I can't have five point one. So now that it's it's, it's on, it's I I know it's available on one. Of, it's not on Plus. It's on something else. But right. I'm going to play it. Soon. Yeah, I've got the Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, uh, Revelations, and <laughs> Assassin's Creed Three on Steam. So like the the first right arc. Yeah. I don't have anything past that. The rest of it I've got on Motherfucking Xbox. Motherfucking Black Flag. I know I got I got Black Flag. I've got Black. I've got that on Xbox. But. Lowlands. <laughs> oh. The one that I I I wanted to love and I didn't was I don't remember which one it it's one of the the minor ones where it's like it's it's the first female protagonist they had and it was set in China pre colonial New Orleans oh, oh. Liber, uh, liberation Liber, liberation that's it that yeah. was a DLC for three yeah that was they, a separate they, release though in the past few years they actually did like a remaster it is it is available for yeah, purchase I got it as I got a, it on a, Xbox yeah. I, three I, had such potential. Um, being a indigenous person yeah, yeah. and the fact that you were running through forests for the most part because ooh, America ooh. didn't really exist. Let's make him an asshole. But it, 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 it never, like, I, running through the forest, you usually threw yourself off a tree at a weird angle yeah. um, 90% of the time. And it, it, they're just like the cities. I mean, they were accurate. They were really squatty, but yeah. you don't you don't get a lot of fun jumping off a three story. Yeah, I remember. Thing. I remember. I have started three, and I just it got so dull. And they added <laughs> frustrating. They added sailing, but it wasn't as polished as no, Black Flag. No, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was a necessary first step. But the, the when you when you go from Ezio to I can't remember. I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. The lead of of three was. Such a drop, such a downgrade, right? Because he was, you took this dynamic character and and turned him into a, a sullen teenager, basically. Right. Yeah. It was so frustrating. Yeah. Because there was there was some very cool shit in that I, game. It, there there were a bunch of things that should have worked really well, and it just didn't. But this was the problem with pushing out a game every year. Yes. Yeah. And that was the good thing is if you didn't like it next year, there was a better game uh, or another game, not necessarily a better game. Black Flag was. Orders of magnitude better Black than Grand, Assassin's Black Creed Three. Pretty good, yeah. But that I guess that was the thing. That's why its origins for me is because for the first time, not only did I really really love the gameplay, but I really loved the protagonist. I I genuinely like Bayek yeah. as a person. Yeah, no and that was the thing. The right? thing that killed Black Flag for me was the feud, the present time. Yeah, the, the whole Abstergo yeah. as a entertainment company thing. I, I disagree. I really enjoyed that. I, it, that I bounced element. off it hard. I, it was it was a little frustrating because the game was so cool. The fourth and time we got kicked out the... and got forced to read emails, yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Am just... I going to work? Yeah. And honestly, that that reaction was why they they eventually just went. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck the present. I think it was what is it was it that one where they they just broke the fourth wall and it's like this is basically just Ubisoft. No, no question. <laughs> you were absolutely working at Ubisoft. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be EA because it was okay, Abstergo Entertainment. Yeah, it was yeah. AE. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah. they were shooting at the a time. Uh, they were, they were a, aiming a high. slight bird at EA, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, it's the evil empire. We we make games for e- for people to turn into evil idiots." Um, but the the every, they, you didn't get enough carrot for the stick of the right, present time right, for me yeah. yeah so anyway i guess that'll do it we're actually coming in a little under time this time we're very is there such a thing we're sleek and efficient well That's, now we're gonna we, we're gonna regale you with our favorite sea shanties mm. <laughs> yo ho ho oh the year was 1776 oh, no 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna eyes abide. I wish I wasn't sure right now. Link three help. That's that's not actually in the game, but holy shit, I would have lost my mind if they. <laughs> that would. I mean, because technically, it's, big C is. it's it's Stan Rogers, so it doesn't exactly fit. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't alive in seventeen seventy six. So that, little, that, that we know a little of. harder to throw him into. Unless the you go to Abstergo and yeah, yeah, go sure. in the go on the machine. His DNA existed in seventeen seventy six. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna call it here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, check all of our links in the link tree in the show notes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Join us for all of the stuff that we do, and we will catch you in two weeks on the next podcast. Thank you and goodbye. You have been listening to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast. Visit www.operationpuppet.com for all our links. Tell your friends, give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and join us again because nothing is more entertaining than aging nerds giving their opinions on the internet. <laughs>